0: Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Devotions with Pastor James. My name is James, and it's so good to have you with us today. Pray that you are doing well. Uh, where I live, it actually snowed last night, so I am in that part of the year that is not always fantastic. But I pray that you're doing well. Uh, we have a big announcement today that I'm so excited to share with you, Uh, but I'm going to give that to you at the end of the episode, so please stick around for that. It's been something I've been uh, working on for the last couple weeks behind the scenes, and hopefully it will be a blessing to you, be something that would be uh, useful for you in your walk with the Lord, because that's why we're here. That is why uh, this podcast exists. is just to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus, and uh, we pray that that is doing so. And if it is, please like these episodes. Please share them. Please subscribe. Uh, You can give us feedback at guardingthewell at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, but we pray that this has all been a blessing to you, and uh, we would really love to to hear from you if it is, and uh, just hit that like button. Have you ever been through a trial? Have you ever been through a difficulty or a hardship? And I I don't necessarily mean just, um, you know, when the doctor calls and gives you bad news or the boss calls you in and gives you bad news. Those are trials and difficulties and they would be included in this. But I just mean any type of of hardship. I'll give you an example. When I was young, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents because of the work schedule my parents had. And so, when I was about uh, about eight or so, uh, my grandfather started to teach me how to cut the grass, and. He had a riding law mower, so it wasn't a push mower. So he was teaching me when I was about eight years of age to cut the grass and drive this law mower. And it started with me just on his lap, you know, steering the steering wheel and everything along those lines. But then it started to morph into me actually cutting the grass. I can remember when he he gave me permission to take the lever and push it down and engage the blades underneath, and like now things are real. And when that happened, uh, there's a couple other things that happened. I hit the pole of the fence. I got the lawnmower stuck between uh, the tomato plants and his shed. Uh, there's another time that I started to um, run over the rose bush, and he was not happy when I ran over the rose bush with the lawnmower. And so he, uh, he started to yell. And if you've ever taught somebody how to drive anything, you know that yelling. And so that was a hardship for like nine-year-old me of having my grandfather yell at me because uh, I, I ran over the ro- rose bush and that's still ingrained in my mind over 30 years later. And, and we've all had different types of hardships come into our lives, like the one I mentioned to you know, the, the more severe ones of the doctor giving you that type of news and everything in between. But guess what happens? After my grandfather passed away, I still went up and cut the grass for my grandmother. And she said I was the only one out of all the grandchildren that was able to cut the grass like my grandfather. I don't really know what that meant, but she said that. And... The reason I was able to cut the grass like my grandfather is because of the hardships that I went through with him. The hardship of learning to cut, a gra- cut the grass brought about a transformation in me that I went from not being able to do it to being able to do it just like my grandfather. And here's what I want to try to get across to you in this week's episode. And there's a couple points, but it, it all comes from this. this big one is this. Trials lead to transformation in our lives. They always do. Trials always lead to transformation. Trials are not easy, but they lead to transformation. And I just want to just want to go through a story that many of you uh, you might be familiar with. If you're not, you could read it in Exodus chapter 13 and, and 14 and, and going on. Um, but it is a story that uh it's about the nation of Israel coming out of Egypt and wandering through, uh, making that journey into the promised land. And just we'll do this kind of quickly, but Israel has been slaves to Egypt for a little over 400 years. And the, the Pharaoh wouldn't let the Israelites go. He wouldn't let them go until the 10th plague came. And the 10th plague is when God put to death the, all the firstborn children. Um, and finally, at that point, Pharaoh let the Jewish nation go. Now, because we're not going through everything, I I just want to point out a couple things to you. In chapter 13, verse 17, we read this, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God's not going to lead them on the fastest route. It's actually on the longer route, which I'll explain in a second. But while Israel is walking through the desert and the wilderness and all that, Pharaoh changes his mind, mind and he wants the nation of Israel back. And so he gets all his best men in the army and he goes after Israel to capture them and to bring them back. Well, there's a problem that comes up. And what that problem is, is that the nation of Israel is now at a spot where they can't move. And I want you to picture this the nation of Israel has left Egypt and they're now at a spot where they're at a coastline and they're looking at the Red Sea in front of them going, well, we can't go straight because of this body of water. And behind them is Egypt closing the gap with their army to recapture them. And so the nation of Israel is literally in between a rock and a hard place. They're stuck, like many people feel today, because of the situation, the trials that are in our lives. And so what does the nation of Israel do when they're in this position of having the Red Sea in front of them and the nation of Egypt behind them? Well, what they do, in short, is they trust God. See, I want you to picture yourself in the shoes of the nation of Israel right now they said in front of you is water that you can't cross by human means behind you is an army that is marching against you that you have no chance in defeating and so what's going on in your mind what's going on in your heart fear worry no clue as to what to do no clue as what will happen or when it'll happen do those thoughts and emotions ring a bell because oftentimes in our lives we are in trials where we feel the same way Fear, worry, having no idea what's going to happen or what to do. That was the nation of Israel. Friends, I, I don't say this in any way, shape, or form to shrink anything in your life, but trials come. Trials always come. They always have and they always will. And I'm not saying they're easy. I'm not saying they should be overlooked or anything along those lines. I'm just saying that trials happen. Suffering comes. And at times we feel like we're in in between a rock and a hard place, not knowing what to do. And so the question is, what do we do in times like that? What are we to do, you know, right now if you're in the midst of a trial? How do we handle all of these things? Well, hopefully I can help you out with that today. Because I want you to hear me on this. No matter how long the trial lasts, no matter how deep it goes or how far it reaches, God is there. And the way we handle trials is that we trust God, and here's why. God is bigger. God is stronger. God is wiser. God is still in control, and we must, must not lose hope or trust in God. We always need to be trusting him no matter what has taken place, because God created us. He's the God that saves us. He's the God that loves you. He is the God that is going to come back for his people, and you need to trust him in light of the trials that you're facing right now. See, what you need to understand in trials, though, is this, that God leads us. If you look at verse 17 of chapter 3, I already read this to you, but God didn't lead the nation of Israel on the road through the Philistine country, even though it was shorter. Now, get, about, get that. I, I'm a father, and I have four children. And so whenever we go on a trip, I look for the fastest way, because you do not want to be stuck in a car with four kids longer than you need to be. And so you're always looking for the fastest way. And I'm, you probably want to get where you're going the fastest way you can as well. But God doesn't take the nation of Israel on the fastest route to their final destination. He actually takes them on the longest route. And I'll explain what that, I mean by that. You see, God wanted them to go to Mount Sinai, and that would only take about one to two weeks, depending on the size of the group. And so leaving Egypt to go to Mount Sinai, it should have only taken the nation of Israel about a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks of travel. That was the short route. But God took them on a longer way. He led them the long way. And so the question then becomes, well, why not the quick and easy way? Here's, way? Here's why. Because the quick and easy way is not always the best. You see, on this road that was the quick way for the nation of Israel, the Egyptian soldiers had checkpoints throughout that road, and they could see what was coming in and out of Egypt. And then once you cross the border in the Philistine country, well, you're going to have to fight the Philistines. You see, it wasn't the best way for the nation of Israel to go. They didn't have an army. They had nothing to fight with. And so God knows this. He goes, if I lead you on the quick way, you're going to have to go through Egyptian checkpoints, which is not going to go well. And if you make it through that, you're going to get in the Philistine country, and they're going to attack you, and you can't defend yourself. And so God leads them on the longer road. That's what God does for us. You see, God knows you, and He knows what you're able to go through, and He knows what you're able to handle in your life, and God leads us in light of that. That's why He leads us the way that He does. We may not see that right now because of the trial that we're in, but God knows you, and He knows what you can handle, and He's leading you. He's guiding you. See, if you're a Christian, trials put you at a turning point in your faith. I tell people all this time as a a pastor, you need to trust Jesus, you need to walk with Him, you need to follow Him, you need to know His Word and and everything along those lines. And trials put you in a place where the rubber meets the road, of now you have something that is going to make you really put all those beliefs you have in the Lord into action. You see, one of the reasons God leads us in the trials is the same thing He does here at the nation of Israel. God led them, and God leads you and I into trials, so that we will depend upon Him. See, some of you may not be depending upon God, and that's exactly why He's leading you into trials. But that's what God does. He wants us to depend upon Him. He doesn't want us to depend upon the people and the things of this world. He wants us to depend upon Him first and foremost. You see, in the trial, we handle it by realizing that God leads us. And he'll lead us to a place where we need to depend upon him. Are you? Is that the reason for your trial today? For you to depend upon the Lord? But that's not the only thing that happens in our trials. If you are to look in verses 10 and 11 in chapter 14, we read this. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them they were terrified and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than die in the desert. We read that and They're in this rock, between the rock and the hard place, the Red Sea and the Egyptian army. You know what they do? They cry out to the Lord. And that is exactly what you and I need to be doing in our trials, crying out to the Lord. But it's in verse 11 we see that they cried out to Moses as well, and they also blamed him for all of it. And they asked him, Moses, did you bring us out here just to die? And I don't know why they do that, but they do. The leader always gets blamed for something. But I want you to see them complaining about everything. Now, here's a principle I want you to get. They have seen all the power of God. Before they came out, God has shown to them and to the uh, nation of Egypt all his power through all the plagues and different things that he was doing. They've seen the power of God. They've heard the promises of God. But now they look and they see Egypt coming and they've forgotten all of it. Here's a principle, and you may be committing this if, you're, if you find yourself in a trial right now. Don't let what you see hide what you know. I'll say that to you again. Don't let what you see hide what you know. What I mean by that is this. Don't let what you see taking place in the trial hide what you know to be true about God, His Word, and His working. Because so often it does. Far too often we lose sight of what we know to be true about God because we're looking at the trial. The nation of Israel, they forgot what they knew about God because they looked and saw the Red Sea. They forgot what they knew about God in their trial because they looked back and saw the Egyptians. And so they allowed what they saw to hide what they knew to be true about God. And so what does Moses tell the people in light of their fear? Well, Moses tells them in verse 13, he says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand, fir- stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. Moses tells them, don't be afraid. And he tells them to stand firm, to stand still. Stand still in the trial. Don't run off in panic. Stand still means this, stop. Stop worrying. Stop with anxiety. And people always go, you don't know what it means to have anxiety. Yes, I do. I battle it just like a lot of other people. But Moses is going, stop with the fear. Stop with the despair. Moses tells them, stop. Stand still. Stand in Christ, not in confusion. Stand in anticipation of what God will do, not anxiety. Stand firm in worship, not worry. Stand in faith, not fear. You see, fear swallows faith. When we feed ourselves fear and we think on fear, our fear will swallow our faith. And that is what is happening here. But faith will swallow fear. And the more you run to Jesus, stand in Christ, trust him, the more your faith will swallow your fear. And so you need to stand in Christ in the middle of a trial. But you know what you must also do in a trial? You also need to move. Moses told the people to stand firm. Then he turned around. He asked God, Lord, what do I do? And you know what God tells them? Well, I'll read it to you. Verse 15, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tells the Israelites to move on. God goes, Moses, why are you crying to me? Why are you talking to me? Just move. What an answer. In the midst of the trial, there is a time for you and I to stand still in Christ, in prayer and worship. But there also comes a time in the trial where you and I need to move. You need to get going. You need to do what God wants you to do, no matter how strange it may seem. Do you know that it can be sinful to be in prayer? And I know that shocks some of you, but it gets sinful when you and I are praying, and God is going, stop crying out to me and just do what I'm asking you to do. It's because we're not obeying Him. Are you? So often in our trials, we just stand still and we don't move. And God wants you to be moving. God wants you to be moving. Do you trust Him? If you trust Him in the trial, move. Live. Worship. Pray. Serve. Do what He's asking you to do. The way we handle a trial is in the midst of it. Do you trust God knowing that He is leading you? And that he wants you to depend upon him. And you stand firm in him. And then when the time comes, you move as he wants you to move. But there's one other thing I want to give to you today, and that's this. When trials come, we miss a huge aspect of the trial. And what that is, is this. These trials lead to transformation. Transformation always comes after the trial. Do you know what happened when the nation of Israel finally moved? They crossed the Red Sea on dry land. And when the Egyptians tried to do it, God let go of the water and drowned all of them. That trial brought transformation to the nation of Israel. They are no longer slaves to Egypt. For the first time in over 400 years, they didn't have to worry about them. They are now a nation. It was a new normal for them. You see, trials change our normal. Trials happen and a new normal starts. It happens with Israel. It happens to you. It happens to me. When my wife and I found out that our son... Had Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It was a new normal. Our new normal now is having a teenage son that we need to uh, dress and move out of bed and move out of his wheelchair and cut food for and a host of other things. That's our new normal because transformation brings, well, excuse me, trials bring transformation. And that trial has transformed our lives. Trials always transform. They always do. And if you miss that, you're gonna struggle. You'll miss out on the working of God. You see, the trial that you might be in right now is going to transform you. And I don't know if it'll be good or bad. That's gonna be dependent upon you and how you cling to the Lord and walk through this trial. What I do know is that God wants to transform you more into the image of His Son, Jesus. And God does not will use trials to do that. Are you allowing God to transform you through the trials that you're going through right now? Because a lot of times that's why the trials come. And so when the trials come, you need to understand that God is leading you. That God wants you to stand firm in Him. That God wants you to move when the time is right and He's calling you to, but you need to know that that trial God is bringing into your life is to transform you more into the image of Jesus Christ, and you need to trust God and just walk with Him. I pray that that would be an encouragement to you, and pray that that would be helpful for you today in the trial that maybe you are facing, because they're always going to come. Trials have always come throughout the history of man. But within those trials, we can handle them by trusting God, following His leadership, depending on Him, focusing on what we know about Him and not the trial, standing firm in Christ, not in fear, and moving when God calls us to move. So how is God trying to transform you right now? Are you going to let Him? I pray that you're able to get through the trials that you're facing now or maybe in the future. I pray that God would use them to bless you and strengthen you to bring you more into the image of his son, Jesus. And with that said, I'd like to give you an announcement that uh, I told you about at the start. Uh, It says really quickly over the last few weeks, I've been actually working on a website. And so if you would uh, go to guardingthewell.com Once again, that's Guarding the Well, all one word, GuardingTheWell.com. What you'll be able to find there is a link to these podcasts. Uh, You'll be able to go and scroll through all the podcasts. You'll find a a bookstore page where my two books are located. If you'd like to uh, purchase one of those, uh, you'll find a little bit of information about me, but you'll also find a blog. I hope to be um, putting up a blog every week that would be beneficial to you that you could read through and hopefully that'll help you with your walk with jesus and so you can connect with us there as well uh there's a lot of different options for you connect with us send us an email and whatnot and we would love to hear from you. And so once again, if you're interested, uh, feel free to visit us at guardingthewell.com. Uh, guardingthewell.com, and you can find everything. It's going to be a one-source hub for books and podcasts and blogs, uh, all that I do. And uh, hopefully we'll, you'll stop by, visit us, and let us know uh, if you've checked this out and uh, if we could help you with anything. And so we pray that you're doing well and have a great day. You take care.